Good evening, everyone. I'd like to begin with a friendly reminder. Can you read it? How's everyone doing with that personal Sabbath? Especially new RQPC listeners, you know that we have hit this topic probably from every angle at new RQPC <laughs> over the course of the last year, maybe even longer than that. And so I love that my cozy, comfy sweatshirt has dual purposes tonight. I'm cozy and comfortable, and we're all reminded, how are we doing with Sabbath? On a serious note, if we've learned anything about Sabbath over the last year from our teaching and preaching, it's that Sabbath is vital to the health of a Christian walk. So. How are we doing with our Sabbath? Ask, ask yourself that. And now I'd like to turn to a verse of scripture. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 18 says, Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. This scripture best introduces our series over the next two weeks called You Fool. Over the course of the next couple weeks, you'll be hearing a variety of topics on the foolishness of the things of God, the foolishness of the things that we read in scriptures. Tonight, I'm starting us off with a foundational thing to a Christian's walk, which is the foolishness of faith and of faithfulness to the things of God. We'll also be hearing the foolishness of Christ-centered ambitions, of waiting, of modesty, of preaching, the foolishness of serving others, being kind and loving your neighbor, of tithing and giving, and of contentment. So it's going to be a rich next couple of weeks, and honestly, You'd be a fool not to tune in. <laughs> Had to do it. All right, let's turn to the foolishness of faith and of faithfulness. I want to define faith, which is foundational to the life of a Christian, uh, using Merriam-Webster's definition and then the very familiar passage to many of us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. First, let's read the definition from the dictionary. Faith is the belief in, loyalty to, and complete trust in God, and as a firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things, <coughs> things we cannot see. For an unbeliever, for through a worldly perspective, the world looks to empirical evidence in order to establish belief in something. Empirical evidence is the opposite of the faith that we were just defining from the dictionary and from the scriptures. Empirical evidence 
needs scientific, is scientific, needs scientific proof. Empirical evidence is logical. It uses our five senses uh, to establish belief. And so with that in mind, this faith as defined by scripture and then how unbelievers or a worldly understanding of belief and faith in something which is rooted in empirical evidence. With these things in mind, I, I want to turn to a story in scripture that is very familiar, but I think it perfectly demonstrates um, the words of this scripture I began with out of 1 Corinthians 3 and 18. That scripture is going to be a thread through all of the lessons through the next two weeks. But it said, if you think you're wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. This story, among others in scripture, perfectly demonstrates these words. And so let's turn to this story. I'm going to kind of just give an overview of it. It's the story of Noah's Ark. You don't even really need to be a Christian or have been raised in church to know at least some of this story. But it's recorded in Genesis chapter 6 and through the next uh, couple chapters. And so the story of Noah begins with this world that's gone wrong. It is evil, evil, evil. Evil's permeated everything. If I can say it this way, people's foolishness was off the charts. Not to make light of the severity, you know, of the state of the world at that time, um, but it grieved God and angered God so much that the scriptures say, say that God uh, was sorry that he ever created humans. And so God decides to wipe the earth clean of every living thing, human and animal alike. But now we get to verse 8, and it says, But Noah found favor with the Lord. And the following verses tell the story of Noah. The scripture says that Noah was a righteous man uh, in verse 10 of chapter 6. It says Noah was the only righteous person in the world. That's kind of hard to imagine. But what made him righteous in the eyes of God? Because whatever Noah was doing, whatever he was, we know that the world was the opposite. The world was not that because it already stated how evil the world had become, the people had become. And the scriptures say he was righteous in the eyes of God. And we know this because uh, God called him righteous because of his faith in God. Noah was the only person who had placed his faith in God. It's, can you, it's kind of hard to imagine. He was the only person. But God said, because of his faithfulness, 
he was still going to destroy the world, but he would save Noah, his three sons, their wives, and he asked Noah to keep two of every animal, um, seven of each kind. And uh, God gave Noah instructions then to build a boat in preparation of the great flood that he was going to use to destroy the earth. Now, keep in mind that at that time, rain had, no one had ever seen rain, never heard of rain. It had never fallen from the sky. No one knew what it was. This great flood, nobody could fathom what it looked like, what it meant. But these are the things that God revealed and disclosed to Noah. And Noah was called righteous because of his faithfulness to the word and things of God. The scriptures say it took many, many, many years for Noah to build the ark. It wasn't that God spoke to Noah and the next day the rain came and the and everybody. No, it took many, many years. And if you think about how foolish Noah must have looked, especially with no one else believing in God, having faith in God, following the ways of the Lord like Noah did. He was the only one. And over a course of many years was faithful to the instruction of God in creating and uh, constructing this boat. So the scriptures don't give us the detail of what the people thought of Noah or even what Noah thought of himself in doing, building this boat over years and years and years. But he had to look foolish. And I wonder if he felt foolish. But the scripture says that Noah did everything that the Lord had commanded him. Verse 14 and onward of chapter 6 tells the instructions of the construction of this boat. God had the only blueprint and he shared it with only one man, Noah. So I was thinking, Noah w was truly a wise man because he listened to and he obeyed the word of the Lord. So does that make him a wise fool? <laughs> I think it does. He's foolishly committed to the things of God, and that makes him wise. It's kind of what our main scripture tonight is talking about. Noah must have been a very wise man because he knew it was more foolish not to do what the Lord said. No matter how foolish he looked to everybody else around him. So I think that Noah is a great example of what keeps us fools for God and the things of God. Because God is faithful to his promises to us. He was faithful to his promise to Noah, which if you read the rest of the story in the next couple chapters, I believe it's through chapter 9, 
the flood does come, the rains do come, the earth is destroyed, every living thing died, except for the ones that God said he would save, which was Noah and his family, and uh, two of every kind of animal. And so um, God was faithful to his word. And after some time, God dried up the earth. And he was faithful to Noah in Noah establishing, in the scriptures say, he, God's told Noah to multiply the earth again. And all, we all know that rainbow. That rainbow was a sign of God's promise, not only to Noah, but to everyone uh, in all of all time to never flood the earth again in the way that he had in Noah's day. So the story of Noah is also recorded in brief in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Again, what we're going to read highlights this foolishness of Noah's commitment to God. It says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him of things that have never happened before. He obeyed God who warned him of things that had never happened before. His faith had to remain in God's word because nobody around him and no thing around Noah could verify what the Lord spoke to him. There was no evidence of what God said he was going to do. Like There was no evidence to the truth of it. But Noah remained faithful. Noah remained committed to God, and he placed his faith in God. It says, by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. For us tonight, Noah is our example. That commitment, that placing our faith, that remaining faithful to the things of God is anything but foolish. I want to end with this scripture out of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. What this scripture tells me, and the reason I chose it to close with, is that we won't be the only fools in heaven. <laughs> the scripture says there was a cloud of witnesses what others, what unbelievers, what the world calls foolish is contrary to God's word. So let's choose 
the foolishness of the word of God over the foolishness of this world. The foolishness of faith, the foolishness of our faithfulness to the things of God benefits us in this life and in the life beyond. And we just did a whole series on eternity to eternity. And we know from the story of Noah and from our own experiences, I'm sure many of us are witnesses to the faithfulness of God over the course of our lifetime and our walk with God, whether you're new, a new believer or whether you're a seasoned saint. We can all attest to that faithfulness of God keeps us fools for him. Um, and that even with the story of Noah, we saw that the foolishness of the world, it doesn't benefit. It only leads to destruction and deception in this life. And so my closing thought tonight is that foolishness of faith that foolishness of our faithfulness to the things of God. Let's be fools for God. And as we look over the next couple and as we hear over the next couple of weeks, hearing that the, the foolishness of the things of God are actually wise and the foolishness of the world is unwise.